Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight... Immortal Sergeant. The starring players. This is Francho Tone. This is Marina Sullivan. This is Alan Mowbray. This is Charles Irwin. This is Morton Lyra. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in the 20th Century Fox screen success, Immortal Sergeant, from the story by John Brophy. It stars Fran Chotone as Corporal Colin Spence, Maureen O'Sullivan as Valentine Finch, Alan Mowbray as the Sergeant, Sergeant Kelly, Morton Lowry as Cottrell, and Charles Irwin as Tom Benedict. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Immortal Sergeant. <laughs> Patrol's idiotic. They never should have sent us out here in the first place. Desert Patrol's a job for the Air Force. Air Force? Air Force? I'm getting sick of hearing about it. You think the rest of us were out here on a picnic? Well, I... I only said Listen, Cottrell. This war's going to be won like every other one. By men on their feet with guns in their hands, and don't you forget it. Ain't that so, Corporal? Corporal? Huh? Oh. I'm sorry, Sergeant. You're dreaming, eh? Planning some great battle you're going to win, no doubt. No, no. I'm afraid this was a battle I lost. Oh, did you now? Took you by surprise, I'll bet. Too many for you. Where was it, lad? A, a cocktail party in London. Quiet. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sergeant. I, I guess it might seem sort of silly now, but it was rather important at the time. As a matter of fact, it, it was the most important thing in the world. That was just after I'd seen Gandhi, and the PM had asked me to discuss the situation with him. Dickie Mountbatten was going along, of course, and... Well, Colin Spence. Oh, hello, Tom. I'd like you to meet Valentine Finch. Val, this is Tom Benedict. How do you do? I'm delighted. You're on the films, aren't you? Oh, no. I'm a pianist. Why? Well, anyone so beautiful usually is. Oh. I expect Collins told you we used to be on the same paper. He has a head on the shoulders, this lad. I'd suspected that. Yes, but he's too self-effacing for these times. But too civilized for his own good. <laughs> hey, Colin? I... Uh, <laughs> I dare say you're right. By the way, you two aren't, uh, aren't engaged or anything, are you? Why, no. We, uh... We're just very good friends. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Oh. Good gracious. I've got to run. 
I'm broadcasting to America in 40 minutes. Rather a nuisance, but <laughs> there it is. I say, young lady, why don't you come along with me? Oh, but we, we only just got here. Well, I always need someone near to uh, signal if I play any tricks or, or lose my nerve. Oh, I think Colin would be so much better because... Oh, no, I can't depend on Colin. He's a Canadian, different point of view. Colin, you won't mind, will you? Why, no, I suppose not. Oh, I... thanks. Thanks very much, old man. I promise I shan't keep him more than an hour. Young lady, there's a point or two I'd like very much to discuss with you. Tom Benedict. Well, I guess he's the sort the sergeant would like to have out here now. The sergeant. He's got a job in his hands, all right. Six out of 14 of us left. Six out of 14. An Italian bomber got the rest. We got the motor lorry, too, all our supplies. That should be plenty to think about. Sixty miles of desert to our base. No reserve food, no water, no petrol. Besides what's in the carrier tank. Well, why can't I just keep thinking of that? Why do I have to torment myself? Why do I have to keep thinking back? I'm sorry, sir. This is the only table left. But, waiter, I... Look, I made reservations over a week ago. They promised me a good table. Really, sir? I'm afraid there's been a mistake. Oh, but this table's behind a column. We shan't be able to see a thing. I'm sorry, madam. We're a bit crowded tonight. Excuse me, please. Colin, they promised you a good table. Why don't you make them give it to you? Oh, but, Val, if, if this is the only table they have, I mean... Oh, don't bother. It really doesn't matter. Valentine. Colin. Tom Benedict. Well... What do you mean by hiding away back here? Well, I had reservations, but there was some mistake. Oh, nonsense. They don't make mistakes here. I hope you raised a row. Colin doesn't like rows. Well, can't say I do either, but you jolly will have to stick up for your rights. Waiter! Uh, yes, Mr. Benedict? I'd like my friends to have a decent table. But really, sir, there's no space left. Then make some space. Put another table alongside oh, mine. Oh, really, Tom, I don't... Not a word, should... Colin, not a word. You're going to be my guest. Matter of fact, you're saving my life. I've been so beastly bored all evening... further is it, Sergeant? Well, I'd say about 40 miles, times. Maybe 45. We're pretty far from our base. <laughs> Not as far as we were this morning, Pilcher. That... That motor sounds bad. Just like you, Cottery. Always worried about something. It's a little sand in the carburetor, that's all. We'll clean it out when we stop. Well, I... I guess this is it, Sergeant. All right, Cassidy. Do you want to get at that carburetor now? Wouldn't do any good without a petrol. No petrol, no water. We're done for. Not yet, Cottrell. All right, time to knock off and rest a bit, men. Over there in the shade by that dune. Go on now, hop it. Corporal? What will we do, Sergeant? Well, what do you think we'll do? We'll walk. Why did you join the infantry anyway? All right, men. One cup of water apiece. It's funny you should ask me that. Why did I join? I tried to tell somebody once because she looked so surprised. I wonder if she ever understood. Oh, Colin. In uniform. How? Why? When did you do it? Today. I never dreamed you were even thinking of it. Well, I wasn't till yesterday. <laughs> the uniform doesn't fit very well, does it? They said once you're in the ranks, you either... Put weight on or take it off. I imagine it'll look better either way. You aren't going to try for a commission? Well, I'm afraid I'll have my hands full being what I am. But you really are surprised, aren't you? 
Well, you never talked about the war very much. I thought... Was it Dunkirk? What they did at Rotterdam that got you? No, not exactly. Then you think they're really going to invade us? I don't know what they're going to do. And I don't know how to explain it. You see, there was a waiter I used to know in Paris in a little cafe on the left bank. I was working on my novel. And sometimes when it hadn't gone well, I wouldn't be able to eat and he'd be angry with me. Terribly angry. (laughs) This doesn't make sense at all, does it? Please go on. Well, Joe... And I were friends, good friends. Late at night, we used to sit and talk and talk. Well, I saw Joe yesterday. Here? In a newsreel, in a crowd of Frenchmen being herded along by German soldiers. And suddenly, Joe turned and looked straight at me. That's all. He just looked at me and... (laughs) I told you it didn't make any sense. But it does. It makes a great deal of sense. Now we should really be going along. We're terribly late. But if I walk in with a uniform, I'm sure they'll accept our apology. Shouldn't Cassidy be back by now, Sergeant? I told him to stay out as long as he could. That's one thing, Corporal. Always keep a man out in front. Blasted sands hot enough to fry an egg if we had an egg. It's water I need. I don't see why... I warned you, Cottrell. Don't talk about water. Don't even think about it. Got much further to go, Sergeant. Don't you worry, Sands. They'll be picking us up. As soon as they figure we're overdue, they'll be sending out a relief patrol. Sergeant! Sergeant! It's Cassidy. Maybe they're coming for us now. Better hold it, Sergeant. I'm a car up ahead about half a mile. Looks like one of Rubble's. Who? Rubble's? I I thought we'd won this blooming campaign. Armored car, eh? Well, maybe we can slip past it in the dark. Unless you'd like to sneak back on and give them a little surprise party. Well, there can't be more than six in the crew. A few grenades, and I'll never know what hit him. What do you say, lads? How about you, Corporal? Well, I was only thinking it's a, it's a pity to destroy a good armored car if, if we can just snaffle it undamaged. Say, now, that's an idea. Yeah, that's what... Don't you imagine the crew will be sleeping out in the sand? Perhaps if we give them a good shaking up, can't we get away in the car ourselves? Do you hear that, lads? Now, there's a man deserves to wear his stripes. <laughs> All right, we'll stop here and rest until it's dark. And then we drop in on Jerry for a social call. Half after eleven, Sergeant. Shall I wake the men? No, you might as well give them a few minutes more. Just as you say. Corporal, what would you say if I told you that we we were lost? Lost? What? You have a compass. It's no good. That bomb blast knocked the needle all ski-whiff. Oh, that's pretty bad, then. It's worse than I thought. The reason I'm telling you is, if if anything happens to me, you're next in command. Me? But nothing's going to happen to you, Sergeant. It can't. (laughs) Nor will it, lad. Nor will it, if I can help it. Still, if I do cop a packet, you'll have to get this patrol back safely, and it don't look any too easy a job. But I can't take a command like this with other men's lives depending on me. I haven't had the experience. I don't know enough about soldiering. I'm just a civilian with a couple of chevrons on my sleeve. Well, come to think of it, that's that's what we all are. No, but it's different with you. You've been in the Army all your life. You know your job. The men depend on you. Don't worry. They'll depend on you quick enough. You know, I've been sort of watching you, Corporal. For a wartime-trained amateur, you're not too bad. Well, thank you, Sergeant, but... All right. You can shake up the men. We may as well get this little job over with. (laughs) 
for the last ten minutes. What are we waiting for? Well, the sergeant's going to start it with the Lewis gun. He's on the other side with Cottrell. Cottrell? It's worse than being alone. Hey, that's it. Now. I got mine. Got mine. All right. Let's go, Corporal. What, what's that? Look, the car. It's got the petrol tank. It's going up. getting mine in, in a little two-before scrap. Now, that's no way to talk, Sergeant. This won't be your last fight. I'll have this leg patched up in a minute. It's no use, Corporal. The bone is smashed. I sure could use that car right now. Well, what happened? Cottrell lost his head and he tossed a grenade. Cottrell? I'd like to toss him somewhere. What about those Jerry's? We got them all. And us? Signs, I think. Well, one less you'll have to worry about. Me? You'll be in command. But... And you listen to me while I can still talk. Drive them hard. Watch the water and clear out of here quick. This fire will be seen for miles. Yeah, but you can't move yet. You're going without me. The devil we are. Corporal Spence, I'm still in command of this patrol and I'm given an order. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe when we get back you can report me for insubordination. Now behave yourself while I go have a look at signs. Well, uh... If that's how you want it. Just put my rifle over here, will you? What for? Well, maybe I can use it as a sort of crutch. Oh, all right. You don't mind if I break these shells out, do you? You think I was going to do myself in? For tuppence, I'd have those stripes off your arm. Don't get excited, Sergeant. I'll be right back. Pilcher? Cassidy, over here, Corporal. How is he, Cassidy? It's all over, Corporal. Poor chap. He's better off. Hey, where did that come from? Over that way. The sergeant? But he, he couldn't. I took all his shells. He always carried an extra clip in his pocket. Well, I guess that leaves four of us, Corporal. You're in command. Act One of Immortal Sergeant, starring Alan Mowbray, Charles Irwin, Martin Lowry, Maureen O'Sullivan, and Francho Tone. Before we hear Act Two, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. Have you ever looked at the soft, smooth skin of a child and thought, if only my skin looked like that? Have you ever touched a child's skin, touched the delicate silken texture of it, and thought, if only my skin felt like that? But look at your skin, feel the texture of it. Is it a little dry, a little flaky? Are there rough spots here and there, little lines due to dryness? Perhaps a few large pores? Now, here's what I'd like you to do. Get a jar of Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. The smallest size will do. And use it morning and night for just a few days. Then look at your skin again. Feel it with your fingertips. When you see how Lady Esther face cream brings back the look of girlish softness and smoothness to your skin... When you feel how much more delicate and satiny your skin has become, you'll know you've found a lifelong friend to your appearance. Lady Esther Face Cream takes care of not one or two, but four important needs of your skin. 
First, it thoroughly cleans your skin. Second, it softens your skin and relieves flaky dryness. Third, it makes your skin look younger and lovelier by helping nature refine the pores. And fourth, it makes a smooth, perfect base for powder. So you see, you can say goodbye to all other creams and lotions when you change to Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. And I can promise you that before long, your friends will be telling you how much younger and lovelier your skin looks. Now the curtain rises on the second act of Immortal Sergeant. Four of us, he said, and then come in. All right. Maybe I'm not as good a man as the sergeant. I never said I was. But we're moving forward. Maybe if we just traveled at night... No. No, we need the sun for direction. The sun, that's a ghastly sort of joke. We need the sun. The blasted, burning, blistering sun. Corporal, just wondering, please... You've had your water ration for this morning, Cottrell. Keep moving. Corporal. Yes, Cassidy? Right. Nothing. I was just thirsty. Forget it. Those are wheel tracks. We're getting near home. Sure thing. Near the Jerry's, maybe. Suppose they are Jerry's. We can give ourselves up. It's better than dying here of thirst. Cutrell, they warned you. That'll teach you to talk about giving up. See, I didn't know I had that much strength left. Cassidy, you know I could cry enough for that. Sorry, Cutrell. Did I ought to have asked permission first? Well, let's just say I didn't see it. Get up, Cutrell. We're moving on. What's the matter, Pilcher? Those grenades getting heavy. Uh, no, I can manage. Go you know, the sergeant said to keep a man out in front. Suppose you go on up ahead. I'll take the grenades. What good is a Lewis gun now? Why don't we just bury it? Leave it here. We're still a fighting unit, Cutrell. We'll keep our weapons as long as we're alive. Honest... I saw it with my own eyes, off there to the right, less than a mile, an oasis. That means water, if we can only get to Now, wait a minute, Pilcher, are you sure? I know what you're thinking, Corporal, but this wasn't no mirage. The Jerry's had got a plane there. They were tuning up the motors. I could hear them. Nobody never saw no mirage with sound. How many Jerry's are there? I counted 20 of the swine. 20 of them? And four of us. What do you figure we ought to do, Corporal? I don't know, Cassidy. Maybe we'd... Better rest here, maybe, for a while. I mean, we can't do anything till dark, anyway, and I want a chance to think. All right, Mr. Corporal Colin Spence, it's up to you. Do you stay out here and die of thirst, or go in there and kill as many as you can and then get killed yourselves? Or do you surrender? Nothing really dishonorable about that? To eat again and drink again and be... In the shade. Still, Cassidy wouldn't like that very much, and neither would the sergeant. I bet the sergeant would... The sergeant, he said it was my job to get him back. But how? Maybe if I cleared my mind for a while, maybe if I thought of 
something else. Maybe if I thought of... Valentine. That's it. Think of Valentine. The last time you saw her, the station. She came down to see me off. She looked so troubled as she stood there talking. Well, I expect this is really goodbye. Yes, it will seem strange not being able to see you or talk to you. Nothing to prevent our writing, is it? Well, no, I suppose not. Hurry it up, lads. Well, there's not much longer. No. Tom Benedict said he'd meet us here. I hope he wasn't caught in the alert. He'll be terribly disappointed if he doesn't get down to say goodbye. You've been seeing a lot of Tom lately, haven't you? Yes, quite a lot. I should think it'd be very exciting to be married to a man like Tom who's in the thick of things. Yes, I expect it would be, rather. I can understand how any woman would like a man who does things like Tom. He, he looks a problem straight in the face and makes a decision about it. Yes, every woman looks for that sort of thing in a man. It's something she'd really like to help him with. Only sometimes she can't. He has to find it within himself... Colin. Val. Val, dear, I... Well, there you are. That's Tom. Those confounded jellies would have to cause an alert today. Almost kept me from getting here. Brought you some books, Colin. Oh, thanks, Tom. You know, I still think you're a bit of an ass going off as a private. Perhaps I'd prefer it this way. Oh, no offense, old man. Maybe you're right. Dare say it's the most comfortable way of that. Taking orders. Just having yourself to worry about. All right, lads. Time to shove off. Well... This is it. Goodbye, Colin. Good luck. See you come back in one piece, my boy. Sure. Well, anyway, I'll try. Now, wait a minute, Corporal. You can't go into that oasis alone with all them jerrys there. We'll die if we don't get some water. Maybe I can snaffle some food. Why should you go? Why don't we all go? One man would have a better chance. We could draw lots. Forget it, Cassidy. I'm the only unmarried man here. But suppose... Suppose they discover you. Supposing they start shooting. Cottrell, suppose I leave that to your conscience. All right, men. I'll give you the password for when I come back. Password Sergeant Countersign Kelly. That's all. looking sort of hero I am. They gave me a chance to change my mind. Why didn't I? Because I wanted to prove Tom Benedict wrong or because I didn't just want to take the comfortable way or because I... Because you know I'd do it if I were alive. What? Come now, lad. Surely you know your old sergeant's voice? Yes, but... Don't worry. I'll be with you. And you're doing fine. That sentry never even saw you go by. But you'll have to watch sharp. That little contraption. There to your left. The radio. That's right. And you know what to do? Pull all the wires out. That's fine. Fine. You've got your water bottles filled? Yeah. Yes, they're all filled. And what about a little food? Those boxes straight ahead. Tinned beef. About half a case, you think? Now, don't let your eyes run away with you, lad. Those cans can make a noise. You'll have to put Jerry on his guard. You see? My, but you are the noisy one. 
them come. I've got three grenades. You'll only need one if you make it count. Do you see those piled up cases off to the right? Ammunition dump. Correct. Now, out with that grenade. Now pull the pin. Now count. One. Two. Now. Now let it go. Don't try to move. Well, where is this? Base hospital at Cairo. You've been here three days, though you didn't know it. But, but how? The relief patrol picked you up. The others, too. And I'd like to be the first to congratulate you. Con- congratulate me? What for? The Distinguished Conduct Medal, of course. Oh, that's silly. They don't give a man a DCM just for saving his own skin. That isn't what the newspapers said. The newspapers? They've made you out quite a hero. And the London papers must have it, too. There's a cable here for you. A cable? Could... Could I... Of course. I'll open it for you. Here you are. To Corporal Colin Spence, Base Hospital, Cairo. According to the papers, you found what we once talked about. Darling, will you ask me now? Val, I am asking. Will you, Val... I won't take no for an answer. Corporal, do you always talk to yourself? What? (laughs) I was just thinking up a cable, nurse. Could you get it off for me? Just like that. I won't take no for an answer. Well, it is a little strong, I'm afraid. Just say, I won't take no for an answer. Please. Thank you, Francho Tone, Maureen O'Sullivan, Alan Mowbray, Morton Lowry, and Charles Irwin for your fine performances tonight with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players. We hope you'll all be back again soon. It's more than a pleasure to come here, Mr. Bradley. It's a privilege to visit the Screen Guild players. And we always take away with us the warmest thoughts of how much these radio broadcasts do to help support the Motion Picture Relief Fund, Country House, and Clinic. And now, before we hear about next week's show... A word from America's foremost beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss O'Sullivan. To every girl or woman who is listening to me at this moment, I make a promise. I promise exciting new skin beauty after just a few applications of Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. I couldn't make this promise if I weren't quite sure I'd be able to keep it. All I ask you to do is get yourself a little jar of Lady Esther Face Cream and try it. I know that the very first time you rub it on, wipe it off, and apply your face powder, you'll know that Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream is no ordinary cream. You'll know it's something special, an entirely new and different kind of face cream. You see, Lady Esther Face Cream, this one scientific cream by itself, takes care of four of the most vital needs of your skin. It thoroughly cleans your skin. It softens your skin. It helps nature refine the pores, and it leaves a smooth, flattering base for powder. 
So accept my challenge. Try Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream and compare it with any other cream you've ever used. Look at your skin before you use my cream and look at it afterward. Run your fingers over your face and feel your skin after using Lady Esther Face Cream. I just wish I could be there when you do it because I can almost hear you say, Why, I never knew any cream could be as beautifying as Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. <laughs> week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Theodora Goes Wild. It will star Hanley Stafford, Cary Grant, and Irene Dunn. Be sure to listen. French O'Tone is currently being seen in True to Life. Morton Lowry can soon be seen in The Man in Half Moon Street. Both are Paramount Productions. Alan Mowbray is featured in Universal Pictures' forthcoming Deanna Durbin production, His Butler's Sister. Charles Irwin can soon be seen in the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer picture, White Cliffs of Dover. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Remember, the larger sizes of Lady Esther four-purpose face cream and Lady Esther face powder are more economical. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you. Good night, all. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.